we back with another episode of Articulate with Steve McJones? What is going on? I think I think the answer is yes. I think we're back. And I think this is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> no disrespect against any other guests or anything, but Kleckner came on with a, you know, with a burning passion uh, to talk about free will. And uh, it, it allowed me to, it was interesting because it allowed me to express my personal beliefs and opinions in a way that wasn't here, you know, presenting them. It was, we were talking about a subject and to, to cover that subject, you had to get through the beliefs to show your opinion on it. Does that make sense? Basically, it's like, I wasn't just, the question wasn't, what do you believe in? The question was, okay, here's this thing that may or may not exist. Why do you believe it exists versus why do you believe it's important or, you know, th- that sort of thing. So, uh, I'm probably give it too much away right at the top, but you'll get into it. It's fine. And, uh, Josh, this is again, I really, really enjoyed going back and, and editing this. Um, so I think I'm going to, it's going to be something that I come back to a lot as well. Just like I said, cause it was fun, but it was uh, allowed both of us to, to really show that we're, <laughs> we're not just dumb comics. I don't know. It's, it's like it, it, nothing means anything anyways, but I had a good time. I think you all are, uh, if you can keep up with what we're talking about, um, then you'll enjoy it as well. Uh, it's very stimulating. So, um, thanks again, Josh, um, and, uh, enjoy. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Kleckner, how you doing today? Oh, dude, I'm oh. fucking killing it. I've had way too much caffeine today. Hell yeah. I'm jittery. <laughs> like shit. I'm ready to talk, dude. You know yeah, what I mean? dude. That's how it's going to be. That's how, that's a perfect uh, state of mind to be in yeah. to talk about such a thing as free will. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, I'm excited for this too, because you're like, you're like a guy that I feel like I've, like many people that I feel like I've known for a long time, but I've never really had a super long conversation with. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Cause when did you, when did you start comedy? In Philly, I started right whenever stuff lifted in the pandemic. So like a little over a year. Okay. I, like, dicked around before that in other places where I was living, but, like, I was never, like, really, like, doing it, doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But, yeah, no, dude, I'm excited, too. I feel like that. I feel the same, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, like, I'm, like, socially uncomfortable. I immediately get (laughs) more comfortable if there's a microphone involved. I'm, like, I can, I'm so much more confident talking as long as we all are. That's what I'll think of me. The first, I started last May, but I don't think people even knew I was around until maybe, like, December. Oh, yeah, dude. You just have to show up long enough. People are like, I've seen this guy around a lot in the corner, you know? I mean definitely so. yeah yeah or like reference something that happened like last summer and they're like you were there and i'm like yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. There. Like, what, are you, what were you <laughs> yeah. but i also know what you mean there's also like that moment of like you know somebody for a while and then you break the seal with like oh we had a real conversation yeah. that night yeah dude for sure there's, there's so many people that i've said hi to like a million times and that's all i've ever said to them it's like yeah, yeah. but a friendly face you yeah, know yeah. smiling no, it's, it's not a bad thing yeah. i'm just saying yeah uh, but I am really excited for this episode because, uh, you know, usually with this podcast, it's like, I have to like, most people, especially comics just want to talk about comedy or whatever, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and I have to be like, well, what do you, what is your passions outside of comedy? Like, so the podcast is about whatever you think you could talk about for 45 minutes, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, hell yeah, dude. And you were like, usually people are like, mm, I don't have to think about that or like, well, I could do this, this or this, but you were just like free will, dude. Yeah, That's dude. exactly what I'm this is. This about. is my thing, dude. This is my hill I'm dying on. <laughs> no one agrees with me. Okay. I have people that my friends are sick of me talking about it, dude, but uh, I'm just pretty sure uh, that there is no free will. And I think we would all be better off if everyone would just accept <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, it's like... I think there's, there's like two bases on which 
I like kind of came to it. Okay, wait, wait. so before we get into that, yeah, I, and it may it may lead into mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, this has to do with religion, right, for the most part, or spirituality. Um, I guess I think I take that for granted a little bit. Okay. Because I guess if you're religious and like believe in a soul or whatever, you're automatically going to not agree. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Because well, so what's your religious background? Uh, I grew up. Uh, in central PA and had like a very like, you know, that, that rural Christian kind of upbringing. Almost Amish. <laughs> Almost Amish. So it's weird because my parents are divorced, so they would go to two different churches. So like my dad's family was like the evangelicals crazy, rolling around on the ground, speaking tongues and shit. Oh yeah. And my mom's family was like Lutheran, which are just like diet Catholic. Diet Catholic? <laughs> yeah. No, there's no Pope, but like the church service looks pretty much the same. Like okay. very like just organized, like. Yeah. Sit up, stand down, or you know. Whatever. Yeah, the, the traditional, you know. There's candles probably involved, you know. Uh, yeah, all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, so I definitely, I think that was helpful for me in terms of like, just figuring out what I think about stuff separately. Because like you, your two parental figures are saying kind of different things to you. True. So and that's like your trusted source of information. So you kind of be like, oh, well, one of them's not right. right. Yeah, you one of them's I mean? wrong. Or yeah. maybe both. You know what I mean? <laughs> you kind of figure it out that way. So I definitely was just like so anxious and afraid of god and hell until mm-hmm. like high school yeah uh but then i kind of like started to just was like well mm-hmm. maybe nothing you know yeah. like maybe maybe there's nothing and that's kind of where i've been at just since yeah, yeah. i don't yeah. even remember like there was no like moment when i was like oh now i know that there's no god or whatever right but it was just kind of a gradual like i don't think i really believe this yeah i feel like that's kind of same thing for me Although I've kind of come back to see things in a different way. So it was like, I think like when you're young, you're like, all right, man in the sky. I get it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, you're like, there's no way in hell there's a dude in the sky. I'm fucking, you know, I'm yeah, an atheist yeah. out here. So we're like, you don't believe it. Well, it's interesting because I think that there's like a lot of different paths to similar conclusions. Like people that are like, uh, God is not like a person, but it's like God is the universe or like God right. is everything. It's like, that's just not... Like, I think the conclusions that you'll draw with that framework of, like, that worldview are very similar to the conclusions that you can draw as an atheist. Like, Mm. you just kind of have a different uh, mapping of how you get there. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Like, for all all practical reasons, it's pretty much the same thing. Right. And and that's kind of why I think... So that's what, I mean, I think about it on like a metaphorical, like it's not obviously not man in the sky or whatever, yeah, but yeah. you're right. It is kind of just a mapping to the same, like, okay, well, there's not a man in the sky, you know? Yeah, yeah. As you don't have to follow these rules. You the, just believe. The that. important thing with religion is that they're telling you what to do. You know what I mean? And if you strip that away, it it's all the same shit, mm-hmm. you know? So. That um, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So there's two things to this theory. Yeah. So just how I came to it. I feel like what happened okay. with me and like thinking about free will is like. I've kind of realized that I believed it based on how I acted before I realized that I believed it. You know what I mean? I was, oh, wow. Like, I kind of had a realization. I was like, oh, I treat people as if they don't have agency. Okay. Like, that's kind of how I think about people. I thought I was being, like, super empathetic for a long time. Yeah. Just being like, oh, i really trying to understand, like, where this person is coming from and stuff like that. Yeah. But then I kind of realized I'm viewing people as though, like, they're completely a sum of their experiences and they're, like biological predispositions rather than someone that is actually making a choice. Like someone do something that I should feel angry about towards me. Someone will like wrong me. And my immediate thought is to, instead of being like having an angry response is to be like, explain why they did it that 
in my oh, head. Oh, okay. And I kind of realized that I was doing that. Yeah. And then I started to think more about, like... Why you were doing that. Yeah, like, what is what is in my worldview that is, like, having me come to these conclusions? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's, like, twofold. One is, like, probably, like, the spiritual aspect of it, and, like... I was, like, a real science guy in college. I went to school for physics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm not doing anything with physics, but I think it, like, definitely informed a large part of my worldview. And that, in conjunction with, like, a long history of terrible mental health mm. and, like, the coping mechanisms that I built up uh, to deal with that and mm-hmm. get better in that sense also kind of ended up shaping my worldview and how I think about things. Okay. That makes sense. Because I think a big part of, like, agency is, like, obviously, like, making decisions and stuff like that, right? Uh, but I think whenever you have, like, really shitty mental health, you have all these thoughts that are, like... Not your thoughts. That's not me. Yeah, yeah. Dude, where'd that come from? You know right. what I mean? You start to really distrust your emotions to some degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you have, like, anxiety or whatever, like, this would happen to me all the time where, like, I'd have to go through these exercises where, like... I'd be at a party or something like that, and I would say something and be like, oh, everyone hates you, and they want you to die because you said this thing. Mm-hmm. And you know logically that that's not true, but it still feels as though that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you're like, I don't know, starting to really, if you have to really ingrain that into your thinking and you start to think, process your emotions more logically than like actually like acting on them, mm-hmm. you kind of build up a different... Uh, idea of like how the brain works and like what making a decision is and like what drives you to do x y or z yeah well definitely i mean have you ever like looked into like um psychological theory like that like carl jung at all like psych i I know like a little young but yeah i mean his big thing was that there is like a subconscious that is not who we are on the surface you know what i mean yeah 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 and and like the idea of us having to come to terms with that and like wrestle that beast you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. and try to try to handle that but i think and i i mean this is just me i don't know if he said this or not but like what about the idea that that is like that subconscious is still part of you you know what i mean like while you can separate your logic dots from them they're yeah. still those are still coming up from your own brain you know yeah, I mean, I suppose they're coming up from your brain, but the way that I view the brain is, like, very mechanical. Okay. Like, that's part of, the, like, this, the science-y aspect of it. It's just, like, it's just, it's Adam's knocking around, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's kind of how I think about it. And, I, the, I mean, I for a little while before I, I, I got into science um, in high school, I'd read a lot of, like, pop science. Okay. Like, I liked, I read, like, Stephen Hawking's books, like, Brian Greene was my guy, and then I went to school for physics because I wouldn't, wanted to... Yeah, because you were a nerd, right? Because I was a nerd. <laughs> I was a nerd, and I wanted to expand on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, I don't know. The, doing actual science really kind of crushed a lot of the romanticism of science that you have, like, as a, as a pop science enthusiast. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I see that. It's not, it's not, like, really as romantic or, like, broad as you think. Like, the, cla- the trite example is, like, the, the movie scientist that just knows all science. Right. <laughs> like, I felt like I was just going to, like, my brain was going to explode, and I was, yeah. like, going to understand all of the universe, because I was a new atheist, and I was like, I need to fucking yeah. figure it all out, dude. Yeah, yeah. But it's just not really like that. But what was I fucking talking about? Oh, yes, but the the one thing is, like, before that, I was talking about, like, I was thinking about, like, uh, maybe the universe is, like, deterministic, you know what I mean? Like, if there are laws of physics that govern the way that things move, right? Right. Like, uh, the way that they call that, like, the slang term in physics is, like, billiard ball physics, like, one ball knocks into another ball, and you know exactly what's going to happen next. Yeah. I thought maybe that was it, but then I was like, 
I learned about quantum mechanics. Right. And quantum mechanics is Don't like, is like not that. Yeah. And so then, I, so then I had like a couple years of like, well, maybe everything isn't determined already. Like maybe we're not on like a natural path. But then I was like, it's still basic. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not articulating this. So what is? No, no, no. But, but, I, I kind of so like what my my idea about free will is. I had a similar thing where I mean, I, I so I grew up Catholic, right? And I went yeah, to church, yeah, yeah. right? And my thing was, like, in Catholicism, that's one of the big parts of being Catholic, is they're, like, everything is predetermined. Also, I was a big fan of Donnie Darko. I don't know if you've seen Catholics think that everything is predetermined? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, predetermined by, it's called uh, predestination, I think. But, yeah, so my thing was, at that moment, I was getting into Donnie Darko, which is also about predestination and a little Mm -hmm. bit about, like, how you control your fate and things like that. And I literally went up to the priest, and I was like, um, why do we pray if everything is already predetermined? How is that going to influence every, everything? Right, right. And he's just like, well, God's already accounted for all the prayers. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, like he accounted for the prayers that are going to happen in the future? Yeah. Is that what he's saying? Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time is a flat circle, dude. They already had everything. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, I, I've kind of had a, a similar idea where it was like, I wanted to believe that I could, you know, change my fate, right? Yeah. But again, then there's just all this evidence that kind of goes against it. So it's like, it, then I watched this Adam Curtis documentary, um, and he talks about how back in the 50s they were doing experiments on just like looking at eyes, right? And an eye is a direct correlation to the brain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would, you know, input some different types of stimulation going on and things like that. And what they realized is that, you know, your eye, like the way it expands and, and contracts and things like that, you don't control that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So they, 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 the theory that came out of that, that at least Adam Curtis, the conclusion that he came to was that there's so much activity going on in the brain other than what we can control. that it's almost like it's being input from another, you know, another dimension or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, how much free will do we actually control versus are we just vessels of... Well, here's here's the basic thought experiment that I think kind of like solidified it for me a little bit. Is like, I guess one thing that's also a little tenuous is like, what is like what is free will actually? Mm-hmm. And the way that I'm defining it, and the thing that I think doesn't exist is the idea that like, free will is like your ability to make a decision out without outside influence. Okay. Like, um, I don't know. Let's say you like take drugs, right? And then you do something. You're influenced by the drugs, right? Or you're right influenced by your life experience or like influenced by you know your parents your parents society society anything and it's like a thing that operates that way how could that exist you know what i mean you would have to be a non-interacting thing which Mm. is something that in a in a physicsy sense is something that doesn't exist you'd have to exist in a vacuum you'd have to exist in a vacuum yeah so what would it mean to make a choice without influence from the world around you mm. and so like i was talking to my one friend he was like well, what about like a partial free will and i was like what does that mean? how could you what does that mean partial free will how does it yeah. mean to make half a decision like that doesn't yeah. make any sense mm-hmm. so i think from a purely like logical standpoint it's pretty i think a lot of people could a lot of people that i've talked to have like logically reasoned that like yeah the idea in a scientific sense uh doesn't necessarily make sense that you would have like a soul or free will people that you know, are more inclined towards atheism and really think that the the body is an organic thing without a soul. Mm-hmm. I think that they can uh, say like, yeah, it makes sense that we wouldn't have free will, but it really feels like we have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of just go on that feeling. That's kind of what I was talking about before with mental health and like not trusting those feelings. Yeah. You can feel stuff that is like 
not true. You know what I mean? Like, all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's true. And uh, a friend of mine, he d- ended up doing um, philosophy of science after college, and he he put it really well. He was like, the feeling that you have free will is just the feeling of not knowing what you're going to do. Like, just because you don't know what you're going to do, it really feels like you're making the choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, But in the end, you're always going to make that same choice. Yeah. I don't... Um... I would disagree. And okay, talk to me. What do you... Yeah, just because there, I've been in situations where the pros and cons were, is basically I was choosing between two different living situations, right? Yeah. And the pros and cons for each one were just added up, like to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the conversation that I was having with people, basically it came back to, are you going to be happy with which one, whichever one you go with? Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Then just go, which you're just going to be fine. Just pick one, you know? And so, like, the idea of that and kind of this uh, emerging theory in popular culture of, like, multidimensional timelines, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Again, you have to buy into that, and I'm not sure if I do or not, but I do believe in the power of choice, you know what I mean? And, like, have you ever seen Mr. Mm. Nobody with uh, Jared Leto? Mm -mm. Uh, You know, it's basically about this kid who... His parents are getting divorced, and they make him like make him choose which one he's gonna go with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so the whole idea is the whole movie is all these future outcomes that play out based on the decision he makes in that moment. Okay. Or, but the important thing being that he has to make a decision. You know what I mean? Especially and think about this, especially if it's a kid who doesn't have full logical thought going into it. You know what I mean? How much free will plays into that? Well, I think that seems a lot like a choice, right? right. But in the end, just because of the, the 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 way that life works, you have to decide. Like, someone is going to decide, right? Yeah. You're going to make, your body is in one way or not other, going to make the choice to advance your life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that necessarily means that, like, you have a soul that made some choice outside of your experience before that. Like, at the end of the day, you might, I think the, the other complicated thing about free will is, like, if you view yourself as this collection of experiences and biology and that's what's governing your choices, it's extremely complicated. You can't necessarily, mm. you can't make predictions True. based on those things because there's too much data. There's mm-hmm. way too much data for you to look through to ask, like to guess what you're going to do. So it feels super random because you're doing a lot of background processing. Right. So like that kid is going to make one choice or another and it might not even be super well-reasoned. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, like maybe he doesn't have like the greatest logical processing so that choice is coming from somewhere Mm -hmm. but it could just be random like you know what i mean like it could just be the kid saying hey i have to make a choice here so i'm making a choice right you know but and so in that sense i guess are you saying that like no matter what it's always going to be the same outcome um because no matter what you believe right no matter whether you believe in free will or not or yeah you believe in whether that kid's using logic to dictate what he's gonna do you know what i mean if he flips a coin you think that coin is always going to land the same way? No, not necessarily. Uh, well, it's a good question. Maybe I, th- I, th- I think, I think pretty much the way I think about it is like, a, do you know? You ever hear of like the concept of like a chaotic system? No. There's like a like for a, all t- for yeah, yeah, all right, all right. I can picture it, but let's the, let's see. Right. The classic <laughs> example is like if you have like a pendulum mm-hmm. and like you put it at some angle and you drop it and you let it go. We know exactly like how it's going to swing, how far, how long it's going to take, all that stuff. Right. Um. But if you attach a pendulum to the bottom of that pendulum, mm. double pendulum, yeah, double, <laughs> double pendulum, yeah. and you let them both go, it's like the math gets so crazy that the tiniest, like little 
millimeter of a difference in starting position leads to a totally different trajectory. Okay. So I think the world is just kind of like that. It's a big chaotic system where like it's unmappable. Like right. there's so much there that like would this happen the same time every way? It's like well millimeter differences would say no, but if everything happens exactly the same way every time, mm-hmm. it like to the literal, you know, millionth of a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably everything happens the same. Mm. Um. Well, physically, I don't know, because quantum mechanics is weird. Right. And, like, that leads to, like, inherent probabilities and, like, governing things and, like, things kind of going one way or the other based on, like, raw chance. But that's, like, the the fabric of what makes up the brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, and then, that's what I'm saying. Like, in your, in your idea of this, are you you know, calculating the fact that, you know, quantum physics, like, there are things that don't make sense? I don't think about this, like, like, yeah. like, like, like throughout my everyday life. Right, right, right. But it does inform my worldview to some degree, and the ways in which I think it's helpful, in which I, th- what I was saying before, is like, oh, people should think this way. Yeah. Is like, it lets you just trust your, your body to respond. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like, being like, like, you were talking about being stuck between those two apartments. Yeah. Like, I would just be like, I'll, my body will tell me what to do and I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like if something sucks about this, I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll pay attention to myself and like get that feedback and correct it. Yeah. And if I don't, or I'm sorry, if I, if I do like it, then great. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, Ram Dass actually talks a little bit about this, but that goes into philosophy a little bit. But the point being, basically you could prepare for a decision as much as you can, weighing the pros and the cons, doing the math, you know, looking at each, you know, each section, but in the moment, you're going to make that snap decision no matter what, like what comes to you for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think so. And it's like, it's, it's such like hard language because like you, whenever you're talking about free will, you also have to talk about making choices. And the whole thing is that you're not making choices. Like I've got, <laughs> so I'm always thinking about like your body's making a choice. True. You true. know what I mean? Like, I guess I was just saying like, there's no I, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. But then what is like the, so then what is, like, the thought process of choice that goes on in your mind when you have a decision to make, you know? Dude, I'm just, like, super, like, uh, like, mathy about it. Okay. Like, I, like I'll just be, like, this will be good X percent, this will be bad X percent, and <laughs> yeah. I, try to, I try to choose that way. And, like, ignoring some, like, emotional responses, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think I think, like, a good example is, like, whenever you're like out of your comfort zone or like doing a new thing and like you feel like anxious and your body tells you to like not do it, yeah. but you have the data that like, that's a natural emotional response to like doing a new thing and doing new things are good Yeah. and doing new things lets you get more data about yourself, which lets you make better informed decisions in the future. Like okay. I think like that way about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good way to do it too. But you have to imagine that not everybody thinks that way. Oh right? no. I am. I know that most, almost everybody <laughs> doesn't think that way. I, yeah. that, that much I do. I feel like, you know, I, mean, I feel like a fucking weirdo, but, <laughs> but that's what I do. And I think it works for me. Like, like I said, I had like on a, on a personal level, I had like, like I said, such shitty mental health and like readjusting my worldview in this way and like compartmentalizing what I think about stuff has helped me enormously along with antidepressants, but, and, and a lot of drugs. And a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes sense. I, I like, and that's what I'm saying though, is like, I think your theory of like there being no free will accounts for the way that you think about the world. Right. Yeah. But again, is there, are there anomalies in how people, you know, in that logic? I think, I think there are anomalies insofar as we don't understand it. Right. Like things seem anomalous because like I said, there's just such an enormous amount of data that it's impossible to parse it. So, so another thing that some of my friends will say sometimes when I talk about it, they say, 
yeah, maybe there's no free will, but for all intents and purposes, you just have to act as if you do because it feels so much like it. Everyone's operating under that assumption. Yeah. And that's how it is, you know? Right. I think the only times whenever it really could, like, benefit you to think differently is to consider, like, I guess on a basic level, it just makes you more empathetic. Like, if your mm -hmm. worldview is such that, like, everyone is a, much more a sum of their, uh, you know experiences then you're constantly empathizing with people and trying to understand why they're doing x y or z and that will help help you have better relationships it'll help you like control your own negativity and toxicity a lot more mm -hmm. you know what i mean because you're always trying to understand where people are coming from yeah i get what you mean so kind of like viewing it from the reactionary perspective a little bit more yeah whereas like yeah because because again i I don't disagree with your view on free will. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> is yeah, the yeah, thing, right? Yeah. I have no idea. But the thing is, like, if it's not a decision that we can make, like your friends were saying, is like, we don't, it's not like I can just let things happen. You know what I mean? It's like, right, yeah, you yeah. can, but there's some amount of thought and process that's going to go into that. Yeah. Well, you, you're not going to stop just, you're not just going to stop, like, living. Right. Like, you're not just going to, like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, well, also, I mean, it makes sense because, like, through my experiences, I've learned that, like, I like to be alive. You know what I mean? My body likes living, dude. Like, totally. I like to eat good food. You know what I mean? I like to do whatever. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to keep doing that stuff. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so you're... And doesn't, doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't, like... That's what I'm saying. Is like, I feel like it's also, like, a people think this viewpoint is, like, so gloomy. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But, like, you don't have to stop enjoying stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and so, to, to kind of go back to, like, the reactionary perspective, this is what I wanted to lead into. Sure. Because that is another thing that happens within philosophy, right? When you look at the idea of free will, is understanding that if there is no free will, which I don't think, you know, which most philosophy, I think, yeah, in yeah, science yeah, yeah. leads to. Yeah. Like I said, that, you know, those experiments where it's like, you're just being controlled. You're just a puppet, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in that sense, you're right. I think it is. it, it makes it so much easier to rationalize people doing good things and people doing bad things, you know? Yeah, so that's, I think, one of the really, like, problematic things that come out of having, like, really believing in free will is that, like, I think, like, po like politically is... Like, politics is a great example. I think a lot of people think that, like, everyone has my experience and my worldview and they see the world the same, and these people are choosing to be the bad guys? That's crazy. Like, what a crazy <laughs> thing to do. So I feel like if more people... I don't know. I feel mean, like if more people adopted a perspective like this, it'd be much more about like educating other people. You know what I mean, rather than and kind of accepting attack. Well, and I think that goes into the mental health aspect too. Is if you're able to accept this mentality, then you know, like you said, you can empathize a little bit more with yeah, people, yeah. and you can understand that maybe they didn't attack you on purpose or they didn't hurt you on purpose. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a product of you know, how they are being controlled right now. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the same way with uh, Alan Watts is being on this. He's like, I don't believe in good or bad, to be honest with you. Well, I was going to... I don't believe in good or bad people, for sure. Mm, okay. I think, I think like, ethically in terms of good and bad, it's like I have a really small... Uh, how do I put it? Like, a very, like, simplistic view of, like, what's good and bad. Like, good is, like joy and happiness and lack of suffering and bad is the opposite right and you can kind of like superimpose that on whatever but in terms of like people there are people that have a bad influence and create suffering but i think that they're like care again no free will just carrying out whatever their circumstances right well it's like say the world is represented by the yin and the yang you know what i mean there's got to be both right it's, yeah 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 for sure so it's like these people weren't they didn't choose to become you know, suffer, you know, people that yeah, yeah. incur suffering on others, you know? Yeah, 100%. They're just kind of that way, you know what I mean? So 
you know, t- saying that there are bad people is judging, is just putting judgment on the, on the system that we existed, you know? Yeah. I think, I think too, it's like people have like, because they view things like that, like they, they view, have this perception of like good people and bad people. They get really into the idea of like, um, like justice being like a balancing factor. Right. Whereas like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, like someone does something fucked up and then everyone lets like attacks them on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I think it's good to acknowledge whenever people do something that's like problematic or whatever, like calling people out is important. But like, uh, I feel like the way that we go about like inflicting punishment as a society mm-hmm. outside of like, well, uh, jail, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like jail is like, doesn't, is proven to like not be a good source of rehabilitation, but it's a source of punishment. Right. But people will like, really believe in this idea of yin, like yin and yanging like this person did bad so we do bad to them and now everything is even and good yeah instead of having a system of being like actual rehabilitation and like taking a person that does bad and like make them do better you know mm. what i mean and i think like socially we do a similar thing like whenever like someone said like jk rowling says is is a turf you know what i mean like you know everyone like attacking and dogpiling on her and stuff like that it's like i think it's good to call out bad behavior but mm. We're, I feel like we're not doing a good job of, like, re-educating problematic people. You right. know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And that's... And, and that am I, going, comes... off on, am I going, going off on a huge tangent here? It's getting me canceled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, so you agree with J.K. Rowling. <laughs> no, no, no. No, <laughs> yeah, I just think, like... I don't know. I just think that, like... Uh, I don't know. Discourse could be better. I feel, I feel like people think that, like... I just think that if everyone had a more empathetic perspective, we could do a lot better job of, like, re-educating people. Like, politically, I would consider myself closest to, like, a leftist. But I think the leftist community is so shitty about teaching people (laughs) about leftism. Like, it's all about, like, attacks and justice. Mm -hmm. And, like, doing justice on this, like, MAGA mom that, like, doesn't know (laughs) anything else. Right. Yeah. So, like, educating that person from a place where emotion... And feelings don't get involved yeah in yeah because because people are going to get mad but like if you can like master those feelings and like try to help that person you know what i mean, I mean like like do you, do you remember that old like bill burr joke about the the duck dynasty guy being like against gay marriage and he's just like what did you think this guy thought dude like this <laughs> fucking old ass southern dude with a beard in like a fucking swamp like yeah. obviously that's how this guy what this guy was taught his entire life like, right you know and attacking him in the, in the way that we attack people mm-hmm. is not going to change his mind. Yeah, not at all. Because people have their worldview and they're like, oh, I'm a sane person and I think this thing and now all these other people are attacking me? Like, obviously they're crazy, dude. <laughs> like, because I am normal. I am sane. Everyone yeah. thinks that they're the sanest person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, it, and But the thing about that is that's hard to, to, to educate people is because, like, that dynasty motherfucker isn't going to change his mind. You That's know true. I mean? Actually, as I'm saying, it's impossible. There's nothing we can do. You know what I mean? So, and it kind of comes back to that free will you know, conversation where it's like, yeah. that person is going to live their life no matter what. I think, and this is, um, I think intent is important. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there is some sort of like, uh, this kind of comes back to the balance of like letting things happen, right? Like, yeah, there, there's no free will. Things are just going to happen the way they're going to happen. But I think there is like a certain amount of intent that you can put into maybe a decision or into re-educating people that, again, maybe it, it probably won't play out in the way that you want it to. But yeah, yeah. It's putting the intent in that I think makes your personal experience important because you're trying to impose some sort of will, you know? What do you, what, I guess, yeah, so I guess, 
it's just hard. It's just not, hard to actually like these are all good things to think about, but it's so hard to actually implement. I would agree, but if you're, you're not imposing any sort of, if you're not trying to impose any sort of will on your surrounding world, right, your world, your life, mm-hmm. then what do you do? You're just letting the world beat you up. No, I know. I mean, I think I think that's like a big part of like thinking this way is that things are products of their influences and you are True. also an actor in that. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. making people feel good is good and that also like it's a feedback loop. Like if people say like, Oh, you shouldn't give a fuck if people like you, dude, your life is so much better if people like you. You should try to get people to like you because <laughs> yeah. if people like you, they're nice to you, you have a better day too. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. y- you create this feedback loop of influence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely makes sense. So I mean you know, it's it's all a balance, right? Like, of, of understanding and believing or not believing in free will. Yeah, yeah. But working against, you know, working with what that means, right? That's that's exactly it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, think, I think a lot of people, they hear, like, yeah, like we were just saying, like, they hear, like, oh, you don't believe in free will. They think that you just stop being alive. But you can use that information to make your life better if, right. if like, you enact it in a certain way. Right. And similarly, I mean... Like I said, there's like a million different paths. I got this other friend, he's like, he's really into Buddhism. And he was like, and we were talking about this kind of stuff. And he was just like, oh, you're just like a Buddhist, but you don't know anything about Buddhism. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's true. It's just a million paths to like the yeah. same kinds of conclusions. You sure, know? sure. And I mean, and if you take, you know, God as, you know, as a, outside of religion, but if you look at God, it, basically, I mean, it's the same thing. I, and I think a lot of people know this, right? That every religion is just the same path to the same outcome of just becoming part of it you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah 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 just being it you know yeah but religions also obviously come with all that extra baggage too exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah well and i think there's a certain aspect of religion that is spiritual but then there's a certain aspect of it that's traditional and yeah 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 it's the whole uh, conventional thing that we don't like about religion yeah no exactly you want money it's fine it's fine <laughs> take your money leave but yeah 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 but yeah, that's that is interesting because that I mean that does kind of sound like a Buddhist philosophy. It is, too. yeah. It like the perspective that I have is like we're all a fucking soup, dude. You know mm. what I mean? We're all soup touching each other. We're all little soup molecules. Yeah. And like you can like put out good vibes into the rest of the it's soup. Cha- it's and gonna change the flavor. It'll change the flavor. Make yeah. that flavor good, dude. Yeah. And that flavor comes back to you. Your soup particle. Your soup is looking good. Like yeah, yeah. And those yeah. you know that are yeah. <laughs> and those are that are opposite of you maybe. Maybe they're not a bad flavor. Maybe they're just adding a little spice or depth or something. You know? What I mean? Yeah. If, well, that, that's why that's why I talk so much about like uh, about like uh, trying to re-educate people more than like uh, attack them. You know what I mean? Having them dig further into their own. Because I want I want that part of the soup to be good too. You True, know what I mean? Yeah. I don't just want to kill that part of the soup. I want that soup to make, like be better and make the other parts of the soup that are also bad better. I want all the yeah. soup to have a chain reaction. Yeah. And make broth. some bomb ass soup. <laughs> make some soup bomb of the soup. day. Dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Exactly, man. That's definitely... <laughs> I feel like I have made, like, literally <coughs> no fucking sense this entire time we've been talking. I mean, yeah. Is any of this coherent at all? I think it's coherent. <laughs> I think you're articulated well. It's a tough topic. It's to, so hard to talk to, about. To talk about, dude. And that's the other thing, like, with philosophical conversations is that, like, I feel like oftentimes there isn't a real conclusion. You know what I mean? No. There's not a real... It's more of a speculative thing. It's funny. Um, there's... I think it was... Socrates was in a... Um, okay. okay. Bringing up Socrates? Yeah, I, know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But he was in... But I was, I'm not even siding with Socrates in this in this moment. He, he was going against a politician, right? They would have mm-hmm. arguments like in, out in public. Yeah. And the politician, it, 
basically stated this thing where it's like philosophy is a young man's game and politics is like an older man game, older man's game. Okay. And it stuck with me because it kind of makes sense. Like as you're like coming to these realizations that, you know, the things we're talking about right now, they have weight, they have, you know, the realistic, you know, it's, it's a mentality that can be played out in your daily life. Right. Yeah. But in the end, you're not, again, it's, it's not, you're not coming to any conclusions with these things. You're, this is just like a, like a mathy thing that you're putting together, right? Yeah. But I think, you know, and then the older people, and again, I don't even know how much I agree with it, but I think yeah. there's a certain point where it's like, all right, I guess I just do now. Instead of just being, I gotta do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that those things can like bleed into each other a little bit, um, but yeah, like we like we were saying before, it's like it's not like you're going around at the store and you're thinking about like I'll oh, do this cashier list. Not really making these decisions about <laughs> shit, but it does have an impact in terms of like I was saying about like not getting angry with people in situations right. when I used to get angry. Like it can bleed into how you see things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, kind of negatively too. Now that I'm thinking about it. like I'm kind of, like I'm getting pretty like black pilled about like just the the world you know what i mean like 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 i like i because i see things as like this like almost deterministic path you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i think there's just like no way out of like you know climate change and like the political turmoil that we're in right now i think in this sense there's actually nothing that can be done (laughs) and and i think that we're all just kind of fucked yeah because you have that like deterministic no free will worldview a little bit so maybe there's bad stuff too maybe no one should think (laughs) but but I, i i don't know it it can seep into like how you feel about things, yeah. but it might not be glaringly obvious. Yeah, I think those are two different ideas. I don't think what do you, you mean? Know, considering that like free will doesn't exist it has to be uh, mutually. Ex- I don't think that bleeds into the idea that everything is already fucked and on the path to becoming fucked. You know what I mean? I don't think that I don't think that they have to, but it's just like um, I think that part of what I. Now I'm, like, contradicting everything I was saying before. I feel like changing people's minds is so hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, I see them as, like, you know, these big data machines that are, like, um, like fucking, they're impenetrable. Because everyone has their whole life of experience and, like, one person saying something to them to try to change their mind is not necessarily going to outweigh all of their experience to that point. And I feel like there's enough people that are in important positions that are actually controlling everything mm-hmm. that cannot get off their path they can't be re-educated because there's such a huge amount of influence that they've experienced already yeah i mean what it would take for that to happen is a major like civilization collapse you know what I mean? that's what i mean like yeah so basically i'm not saying that we'll go extinct but i think something like that oh for sure is going to happen yeah but that's how history goes you know what that I mean? is how history goes yeah so it kind of comes back to the mentality of not feeling upset about that you know not yeah. letting your your emotions get in the way of being like yeah. well at least my life i can make tolerable until i die you know what i mean yeah and by doing that you know and and that's what i'm saying is like when it comes back to the idea of trying to share this mindset with people and educate them like that. I mean, you could try, that's the intent you can put out in the world. But again, that's, if that's, that's only if that makes you happy to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I just think that, you know, again, it's civilization, as far as civilization goes, yeah, we're fucked, but that doesn't have to affect your individual life where it makes your, any of your beliefs, um, contradict each other or well yeah no yeah well i guess what i was saying is like part of the good part of believing in free will is that like you believe that you have the influence to change people but also i think again in practice 
it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe it's not worth it actually, actually re-educating anyone because maybe it's impossible. I really don't. I really don't know how like how I actually feel about that. Yeah, because, and, because well, like I said, I think that's it comes back to whether you enjoy doing that or not. I guess I do. Yeah. So if you enjoy doing that, then it's totally worth it for you. It doesn't matter if it's actually going to change the to the flavor of the soup or not. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like the process of what makes your individual self happy about that you know no i, I dude, that's such a good perspective that's true <laughs> that's so true yeah, yeah. i mean the, i mean the way i think about it too is like the um the development over my life of the political arguments i have with my stepdad mm. like whenever i was in high school and a kid and stuff dude i would just fucking lose it we would scream at each other oh man he yeah. would he i've would, heard yeah he would get rid of my video games dude damn he bought me a green day rock band class? Took, took it back over an argument about george bush damn <laughs> took so it, stepdad? Took, yeah took classic it classic stepdad took it back to the store dude i was ready to play american idiot and shit wow. but but now that i'm older and i i think it helps a lot that i don't have to see him as much and we, there's gaps I feel like we have, like, much more, like, helpful conversations, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. like, he can, like, ask me questions and I can, like, try to genuinely answer them instead of getting pissed that he doesn't know it already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so, this just makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, at least a lot of the people that I've talked to that have had fairly nuclear lives where you grow up in a household with parents and things like that, I think nuclear is the right word in that situation. I've heard, yeah, I've heard, I've, I've heard it used like that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, fairly simple, you know, growing up with parents and then moving out of the house, right? You're going to hate your parents from probably like 15 to like 18. Dude, That's they don't get it. Out. That's the thing about parents. Yeah. They never get they it. They just don't understand <laughs> yeah. me, you know? No, but then after that, like, it, it was the same way for me. I mean, there was, of course, like a couple years where you need to like you know, go out and do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think that allows you, especially when you're not living with that person and seeing them day to day. You know, it's easy, like you said, it's easy to get mad at somebody who, you know, didn't flush the toilet last time you went in there or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you don't live with that person, you can come at them a little bit more level-headed, have more productive conversations about things that you both believe in, and it's great because you still do have that background with that person, you Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad that you have good conversations with dude, your stepdad. We're, dude. we're killing it now. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know, were there any other points that you wanted to hit about free will? Cause... I feel like, I ha- I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like I haven't said anything. You no. know what I mean? I feel, like I feel like I've made no sense. It's just like, I don't know. No, no one has free will. Free will sucks. Yeah, that's it. That's the conclusion. That's the free conclusion. will sucks. <laughs> but, have di- but the perspective on free will doesn't have to suck. No. No, it doesn't have to suck. Um, I think that you can have a uh, much more productive and less like hugely emotional responses to people if you can accept that they're you know imperfect or in, it, well a product of, don't, yeah, a product of uncontrollable right. influences and like you can actually work to try to help them see your perspective rather than digging them further into their own worldview that is already so different and problematic from your from yeah them, you know absolutely that's my that's my big takeaway about free will is like if you it's really just being empathetic is the right. whole thing yeah. it's just exercising empathy a little bit more i think there's like a million sciencey reasons why you can come to the conclusion that there is no free will but it's just so hard to really accept it because it just feels weird unnatural yeah it's weird, weird. It really yeah. feels like we have it right <laughs> yeah but yeah that's a good takeaway that's a good lesson i think that's um, my lesson dude. i think we're good to wrap it up dude thanks for coming out uh instagram dude uh josh kleckner comedy uh i wouldn't follow dude there's nothing on there <laughs> you post 
shows and stuff sometimes, you know. Open mics. Yeah, open mics. <laughs> <laughs> 700, dude. Come to 700. Yeah, you, you're on booze, booze and Confused, dude. I'm on Booze and Confused tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow. To- oh, that's tomorrow? That's tomorrow. I've got uh, the second and fourth Sundays of August, Top Tomato. Nice. Top Tomato. Yeah. Bar? Bar. Damn, yeah, yeah. I know where that is. <laughs> I knew it as a bar. I didn't know they did a comedy there, though, too. They do now, dude. They didn't before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to plug the podcast? Nope. Nope? All right. Not plug the podcast. All right. Well, thanks so much, Josh. Yeah, thanks, dude. Did you do it? Did you make it through? (laughs) I had fun. Like I said, I really, I thought we made a lot of sense, but maybe it's just because I was there. I don't know. It's funny because, like, when you record, we were both on a decent amount of caffeine at that point. And I've done this before where I've recorded with somebody as we were, like, drinking coffee or after the coffee had kicked in. And it's like, caffeine makes you feel like you're not making any sense when you talk to somebody, especially on, you know, kind of broader topics like this. Uh, but then when I go back and listen to them, it's always a great, it's always a great time and it makes sense. Uh, same thing happened on a couple of other episodes, but specifically with like the Jackson Crutchfield episode, same thing happened where we were off a of coffee right at the top and it felt like we weren't making any sense, but going back, I think that's a fun episode. Um, so same thing with Josh here, Josh, uh, you, you did well, you know, I think you, you doubted yourself a little bit, but there was no need for that. Uh, like I said, we, I think we both had a good time and that's what this podcast is really about. So, um, thanks again, Josh, for coming out here, follow him in, on Instagram, uh, check him out, you know, doing shows and things like that. He's a funny guy. And uh, have a great rest of your week. Thank you. I love you. Amen. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Still getting this set up down, but we're gonna be alright. Yeah, dude. Um, so Josh, what's going on, dude? Are we starting? <laughs> no, we're not starting. I'm going to take it all back, dude. This dude, is terrible. You Pete Holmes it, dude. You you, 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 just, you just start in media res, dude. <laughs> no, that's that was a bit. I meant to do that. <laughs> time, dude.